0: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Kathy Sabelka. Welcome back to Set Free, Finding Your Truth. Happy Monday. So today, I want to do something a little bit different. Um, in our mentorship community, which if you're not familiar with that, it is a, a community that started about four years ago. It has morphed and molded into a really awesome community that is focused on mindset first, we all collabed to begin with, um, because we wanted something different with our nutrition. But we found that it was much more than that. And we really needed to dig into the mindset piece. So part of that community and part of the membership perks is a zoom call with me once a week, Saturday mornings, and we do a deep dive into topics. And I don't know about you, but I'm totally wired for connection. I love connecting with people on a more deep closer level of like literally honing in that's why i do one-on-ones because i love to hone in on what specifically makes you tick like let's figure that out because that is the catalyst for change it isn't a new workout program it isn't following some diet that everybody else is doing it's not doing what sally sue's doing down the street it's literally finding out what works for you um and that's trial and error welcome to being human welcome to being alive that's just how it rolls. Um, But what we did in there on Saturday on our weekly call was do some uh, question and answer. So these are going to be question and answers just literally with the disclaimer, you guys, that I am not an expert. Okay, I do not have letters behind my name except a B.A. I have a B.A. degree. But I am not a nutritionist. I am not a doctor. I am not any of those things, nor do I claim to be. I am only a girl who is sharing her perspective of her journey through changing her mindset, changing her lifestyle, changing her nutrition, figuring out the ish that has been holding me back my entire life and sharing that with you. That is it. Okay. So these are solely based on my experiences and my opinions. You can take it or you can leave it. Like it's totally up to you. Um, so a lot of these questions are geared towards nutrition, um, which I think are great. So with that being said, let's just dive right in. Okay. Question number one. What do you think about intermittent fasting? Okay, I do believe to each their own. Okay. And I guess the disclaimer, the other disclaimer I need to throw into this podcast episode is this. I have tracked my food diligently. And I'm not talking a food log. I am not talking my fitness pal. I'm talking literally tracking what I eat, why I eat it figuring out the nuts and bolts of what makes Kathy, Kathy. Um, I've been doing that for almost 40 years diligently every single day, no matter what I have the data to show what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Um, do I intermittent fast? I truly believe that you should eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. That is not something that we all have learned. I didn't know how to do that three or four years ago, because I had a lot of emotional eating that I would eat for reasons besides that my stomach was growling. Okay. Um, intermittent fasting may work for some people. The only way you guys to know if this works for you or not is to try it. You've got to try it. You've got to track it and you've got to see what works for you. That is the key to this all is literally self-discovery. Okay. So have I done intermittent fasting? Yeah. I literally do not eat breakfast until I am hungry until my body says, Hey, Kathy, feed me. And then I eat, but it's only because I've learned that through a lot of trial and error and we have to stop throwing darts at the dartboard and we have to stop throwing caution to the wind and just doing what Sally Sue down the street is doing because it's working for her. You have to dig in deep and find what works for you. And I may offend people if I say this, but you can't just go watch somebody's Instagram story and do what they do. You've got to take action on your own freaking life to change it. And that goes for all these questions today. So next question, have you ever taken a food sensitivity test? No, I have not. Again, I really feel like in order to figure out what's going on, like I I do believe I have a a gluten intolerance. I have never been tested for that. Uh, My son has a genetic marker. So hello, red flag, there's something there. Um, But I also feel like I have to figure that out for myself. Dairy isn't something that my body really thoroughly enjoys and actually it causes inflammation for a lot of people. The only reason I know this is because I've done the research myself and I have lived through that, Tried track, see what happens on my tracker. And my tracker is part of a program that um, I am a mentor for, certified mentor with Beachbody. And that program started about four years ago. I since then have then created my own tracker and my own style of teaching this to the ladies in the mentorship. And that's the tracker I'm talking about. So it tracks more than food. It tracks your feelings. It tracks, do you move your body? It tracks your water. It tracks, do you go to the bathroom? It tracks all that stuff because it all matters. All matters. So um, no, I have not taken a food sensitivity test, but I'd be curious to hear if you guys have. Uh, Next question. Are all cleanses good to do? And what have you found with doing one positives and negatives? Yes, I've done cleanses before, you guys. I've totally half-assed cleanses because there was one 21-day one that I did. And I will be point blank honest with you. I am not a girl that does really well with somebody telling me I can't have something. I never have been. If you tell me I can't have it, I just want it worse. So when I did this 21-day cleanse, I literally made up my own rules. I half-assed it. I kind of sort of did it on the days I felt like it and kind of sort of didn't on the days I didn't. So my results are skewed. (laughs) I've also done three-day cleanses. I have literally found that since finding food freedom through the nutrition course that I am a mentor for and have been teaching these ladies as well as myself, because you know I am not a look-at-me-girl, I am a come-with-me-girl, let's do this together, and I am in the trenches with you. I have found that I don't need to do a cleanse because I feel like I'm so in tune with my body, what it likes, what it doesn't like, how it responds to things, and again, through this system of tracking, you don't get, right? It's not like you put a quarter in the machine and you get an answer like, boom, right there. No, it takes time. And that's the one thing we lack in this world is patience. We have to be patient to really learn what our body is trying to tell us with things. So cleanses can be good. Um, They can help reset things. You know, lots of people talk about cravings. I truly believe your cravings are a scientific, you guys, they're a scientific alarm system for your body to say hey something is off most likely it means that you are nutrition deficient somehow how do we not become nutrition deficient we get our nutrition in order most people don't want to do that because it's hard welcome to being human welcome to being alive there's an easier way to do it that's all i'll say (laughs) next question sugar addiction i'm looking for a healthy substitute for moments when i'm craving something sweet like candy any suggestions? Sugar addiction is a real thing, you guys. Um, in society, like, we have just kind of condoned that. Like, we are all addicted to sugar at some point in time. A lot of us are. I shouldn't say we are all. A lot of us are. But it's become one of those things that we just kind of adapt to. And it's just, oh, hmm, 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 way different than if someone is addicted addicted to a nicotine or drugs or alcohol, right? It's definitely looked at with different lenses. Um, and I feel pretty strongly about the fact that an addiction... The word addiction in and of itself is a pretty strong word. And I think we use it way too much. Um, It's not really a sugar addiction. Maybe it's a sugar habit. Maybe it's something you just have in your brain that is wired, hardwired to default. Every time you feel stressed, you reach for the Skittles. Every time Sally Sue down the street makes you mad, you reach for a drink. Every time you get stressed at work, you turn to food think about it. Think about the habits that you have and this habit loop kind of scenario that we go through and why we'd make the choices that we make. If you start to dig into that, you'll kind of see what that's about. But I do also know um, that we are women and we have hormones and we sometimes do have cravings for things. And I truly believe like if you want it, have it. It doesn't mean you have to eat an entire row of Oreos. You can have my, I like to do things in threes. I don't know why I have three kids. Maybe that's why three Oreos versus a row of Oreos, right? And and it really comes down to finding that food freedom kind of goes back to what I said earlier in the, in the podcast and really learning to have that sense of control and this thing called food freedom. Food freedom is a really, really, really hard thing to describe in words. It's a feeling um, and it takes a lot of work to get there, but it is not impossible because girlfriend, if I can do it, literally anybody can because I was the girl who would eat Man, I remember being in high school and coming home from practice and like chugging a Mountain Dew and eating like six chocolate chip cookies before supper, before supper. Um, I would still do that after I was married. I'd come home from a stressful day at work and eat five or six cookies and then eat supper. So I've been there. I've done that. But I have also done a lot of deep diving and a lot of mindset work to unravel the reasons why I do that and fix that. Fix that. I don't know that fix is the word or really find out why I do it and then change the pattern of my brain <laughs> so that I can make better choices. Okay. Um, Let's see. A couple more questions here. I want to keep this episode short so you guys have time to listen to it. All right. What's the best alcoholic option that doesn't have a negative effect on the scale? Is it beer? Is it mixed drinks? Is it Trulies? What is it? Um, you guys... I hate to break this to you, but alcohol is like an inflammatory to your body. It will cause your body to be inflamed, which then increases the number on the scale. So those of you who are only focused on the scale, you're going to be frustrated. You're just literally going to be frustrated. Um, For me, I tried a lot of different things, a lot of different alcohol combinations to try to see like, how did my body respond best to this or did it respond at all? Like it's always going to be inflamed because any sort of alcohol you have is going to cause inflammatory reaction, which therefore you retain fluid, right? Alcohol is a dehydrator, but yet it inflames things. So the scale will go up. Um, I have found moderation. Hmm, Funny, right? Moderation works. And literally, again, it kind of goes back to the craving question. If you want it, have it don't have to have 13 drinks. Actually, please don't. (laughs) I can have three, right? Um, It's really listening to your body and how it responds to that. I have found that my body responds okay to three. Any more than three, not so good. Um, And we all know that alcohol reduces our ability or inhibition. So our decision-making becomes a little less privy when we drink more. And a lot of times that leads to poor food choices, which then we just don't feel good. And then we spend a lot of days trying to figure that out and undo that damage so to speak air quotes damage um but alcohol does stay in your system 80 hours 80 hours you guys so if you drink on the weekend you're going to see those effects linger like monday tuesday wednesday maybe wednesday thursday it's going to get better like as in the scale goes down the inflammation goes away um your best bet you guys is to try track and see like every like every and you're probably rolling your eyes at me, like Kathy, everything is try, track, and see. That's the only way to to do it, you guys, in my opinion, is to get to the root of the problem. Stop cutting off the branches of the tree and cut it off at the freaking root. Figure out what works for you and what does not work for you. And the only way to do that is trial and error. The only way to do that is trial and error, okay? All right, you guys. Those were just some of the questions, but I would love to hear more questions like this because I think it just sparks some thoughts about... Oh, you know, I I think there's just perceptions out there that happen for people that literally think that I have this all figured out and I do not have this figured out. Um, But these little questions are awesome and it really sparks some really good conversation and some really good thoughts where we can ask ourselves better questions in regards to those items, right? And we dig a little deeper. And then my goal for you is to really just dig deep for yourself into this journey. So you start to be in that self-discovery mode and figure out, oh, this works for me. It doesn't work for her. I don't care what works for her. I'm focused on what works for me because at the end of the day, that's what this is about, okay? It's about literally putting your blinders on just like you do for the race horses, focusing on your own journey. What feels good to you? Not what looks good, right? Do the inside change first, that will radiate to the outside. Okay, you guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. If you have questions, please email them to me, csabelka at gmail.com. Please hook up with me on Instagram. Screenshot this episode if it really resonated with you, if there was something that really sticks out to you. Share it with your friends. Let's freaking go. Let's go. Let's, let's let that tooth set us free. All right, you guys, until next time. Bye-bye.